Hi, welcome to Love Reality Shift Podcast. So today I'm gonna focus on manifestation and how you can use the power of manifestation and the spirituality to get what you want, especially love life. Enjoy. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So the most important thing in our lives are first the relationship with yourself with creator uh, people call the creator as god i prefer to call creator as the creator and uh, that's the most important relationship things thing uh, relationships and uh, that's got nothing to do with um, spirituality. I'm, I'm talking about nothing to do with religion. So that is really, really important. If you are religious, that's okay. You can cultivate your love toward God as well. But when you are not a religious or you are no longer believing in organization as a religion, you can still hold love toward the creator and the uh, cherish the relationship and next relationship next most important relationship is relationship to yourself and that's the love you really need to cherish within you because you cannot have a good relationship with others unless you love yourself unless you do love and have a good healthy relationship with the creator because all these uh, basic relationships reflect everything when you use your relationship skills and the self-love skills that will reflect relationship with others that could be in the romantic relationship could be in the relationship in work relationship with family any kind of relationship so spirituality is based on everything because everything is energy but spirituality is really important because we are here to love one another and this is the basis of everything yeah exactly and that's that's the beautiful thing of it and i think as we move forward and evolve and as we're ascending to higher levels of consciousness and as we are bringing in that unity consciousness the christ consciousness as that is being anchored more into the planet we are coming into more and more of awareness how we are all one we are all connected we are all part of the divine and we are all in this divine matrix together and when we can honor and recognize each other for who we are that we are mere reflections of each other, that we are all part of source. So I like to look at it this way when I explain to people that when people have a hard time understanding, well, how can I be you and how can you be me and how can we all be God? Well, I look at it kind of like um, a tree. You know, God is the tree trunk and we are the branches and the leaves. We are all part of God. We are all part of that one divine source, but we are all divine unique aspects of source so our souls are individual and unique but we are also all part of the whole so when you look at the image of the tree you know you can see oh yes well that leaf is different from this leaf but we are still part of the tree just because your leaf doesn't mean you're not part of the tree you're still the tree and i think that is just a really good analogy for understanding the differentiation between souls and when we recognize each other as that divine You know, it's like the whole expression when people say namaste, that is what that means. It means the divine in me is recognizing the divine in you. And when we are realizing that we are all aspects of the divine, that that really allows us to step into greater love awareness. And ultimately, that's what we're here to do. We're here to learn to love and to have experiences and to grow an understanding of who we are as divine beings. So when we look at manifesting love and we're stepping into self-love that is priority 
self-love starts first. You've got to start with self um, because there's so much healing that has to be done in the collective and individually, you know, because we come in these experiences and we have a lot of negative experiences to help us grow. You know, um, I really firmly believe that we suffer because of the ego and there's so much psychological suffering that goes on because of the ego and the ego tries to tell us that we're separate and we are not separate. We are one of a whole. So when you can step into that foundation of understanding and grow from there, that spiritual growth and understanding and self-awareness, then you really start manifesting more love in your life. It just starts showing up. So how can we really do this? Um, I think first and foremost, it begins with looking at what you need to heal, looking at what you need to heal in your own life. Um, looking what beliefs you hold, looking at um, where you have suffering, why you're suffering, what's causing you to suffer, and listening to that shadow side of yourself, seeing it for what it is, loving it, and integrating it. Because I think a lot of people, um, and myself included, I've been guilty of, of spiritual bypassing, but I think it's easy when we're in emotions that don't feel well we tend to want to get out of them as soon as possible. So a lot of times what people will do is shove them down. They don't want to look at them. They embrace toxic positivity. They're like, oh yeah, no, everything's good. Everything's great. I'm just going to say my affirmations and force myself to feel good. Well, that doesn't work. It doesn't work because you're not integrating what you're here to integrate. And that shadow is important. It's an important part of who you are because it's helping you understand the truth of the nature of you. So when you disregard the shadow, when you disregard those beliefs and feelings and like say, like today, I have not been having the greatest day emotionally. I woke up this morning and I was struggling. I was struggling to feel motivated. I was struggling to, um, to even sit down and meditate and to spend time with spirit because I was feeling just a little apathy around that. My days are not perfect. I am still growing and evolving as a soul. Otherwise I still wouldn't be here, right? I wouldn't be here if my work was done. So so what do I do in those moments? I acknowledge them. I acknowledge them with spirit. I will have an honest conversation with my soul and with spirit and be like, listen, I don't feel like it today. Please help me, you know, help me see what's going on. Help me see where I'm suffering. Help me see what my ego is lying to me about. Help me see where I am in separation rather than in unity consciousness and help me love myself. Because I think it's really easy for us to start being critical and criticizing ourselves. Oh, especially that, because I'll tell you what, that ego is powerful. And the spiritual ego is even worse because the spiritual ego will come in and tell you things like, oh, you're so spiritual. You should be doing this. And you start shooting all over yourself, right? You should do this. You should do that. You shouldn't do this. You know, oh, you're so great. Your ego will talk to you like that. You're like, well, if you were so great, why weren't you, why weren't you sitting and meditating? You know, if you're such a spiritual leader, why are you struggling right now? You know, life is not perfect. We are not always going to be in high vibration. We are going to ebb and flow all the time, depending on what's going on, you know, and how we feel and, you know, life circumstances and things that happen. So having that awareness around how you're feeling, recognizing it and not spiritually bypassing, taking those moments and really sitting with how you're feeling and allowing yourself to alchemize those emotions and then integrate them. It's not about shoving them away. It's not about disregarding them. It's not about saying they're bad. I shouldn't be feeling this way, you know, which I think is, it tends to be my go-to, you know, my spiritual ego is always, always harassing me about, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't feel this way. Okay. Well, no, I do feel this way and it's okay. It's okay that I feel this way. So what am I going to do about it? Recognize it, honor it, allow myself to sit with it for as long as I need to and transmute that energy so that I can give it love. I love that part of myself and allow it to integrate and recognize that that's not who I am. Not really. That's just my experience in the moment. Right? So when you can do that, you start working on healing, right? You start healing those things. And the more you heal, the less and less painful those experiences become, the less and less often they come, the less and less they affect you right? Because it's an ongoing growth process. And this is all important for self-love and it ties a hundred percent into manifestation. So once you've started doing the healing work, which is what I do with my clients, right? Like people come to me because they want to 
establish and manifest that soulmate relationship. But what people don't always understand is that it starts with you. It starts with you and your awareness and your own self-love, your own connection to the divine, your own connection to your soul, what you need to heal, what patterns you need to look at, what beliefs you need to release, where you're holding on to those wounds of abandonment, betrayal, unworthiness, shame, guilt, blame, all of that stuff. And that stuff needs to start to be integrated and starts to be looked at, you know, for what, what happened and, and what can I do to release this in my energy body and in my emotional body? Because this stuff stays, it stays with us in the body, right? And it stays with us in the emotional body and in the mental body. And these are all things that we have to work to transmute. So once we start doing that work, and that's the work that I do. I, we do have a lot of different modalities, you know, energy healing and clearing and hypnosis and um, past life regression and all kinds of different modalities that I use to help people clear that out that I've used on myself. And it's been an ongoing process. I've been doing this for 30 years and I still have stuff I work on. I still have stuff that comes up, right? And it's still, it's a, it's a ongoing thing. Is it as bad as it used to be? Absolutely not but things still come up, right? You know, like I said this morning, I wasn't having the greatest day this morning. I felt like I was in low vibrational energy. I tried to move the energy out of my body and I wasn't entirely successful, but it got better, right? But it's sitting and honoring how you feel and recognizing it and allowing that to integrate when you're ready. So after you start doing some of that healing process, what do you do next, right? When you have the awareness and you start cultivating that self-love, and you start on that spiritual path and you're starting the growth and the connection with the divine and connection with your presence and with source, source, source's presence. You have to start aligning your intention and vibration. This is key. So harnessing the power of intention to manifest love and compatible relationships comes with really understanding the role of energy and vibration and attracting and maintaining those loving connections. We have to align our personal energy with the vibration of love. And we do that through self-love first, right? And that's what helps us manifest harmonious relationships. So Erica, what are your thoughts on the healing process and where are you at with that? Um, I want to add a couple of things. So, you know, they're still my guide. I used to talk with 90 Acturian councils a lot. So, um, now I'm talking with Cassiopeians because they are main people right now because I'm shifting myself to creative, be creative and producing and stuff like that. But Acturians used to tell me vibration is the most important thing because that's how you don't really attract anything. But when you're vibrating, you're being in certain vibration, that's what you get. So like, you know, when you just decided to sweep your bad feeling off the log, you know, and they are saying these are always a ringing vibration underneath. The ringing vibration in the bottom of the ocean, the ringing vibration. Let's say you decided to feel happy or whatever, and they are always like, 80% of happy, but 20% of lingering vibration of whatever you felt before, right? And then that's whatever you, let's say, attract or shift into, there's always tone of that lingering vibration. So I was like, okay, I got it. So, you know, I decided to, instead of go investigating and doing shadow work, because that never gonna end. I used to do that like a long, long time ago because there's a lady who are, you know, uh, I guess uh, talking about how good the shadow work is and I focus on that. So I decided to focus on doing shadow work for six months and then I found out that this is shit because you just focus on shadow work, more and more darkness comes out. So that's not fun. But now Acturians are saying that when whatever the feelings comes up, which is not what you call as positive, feel through it. So, you know, so all these lingering emotions you call as a negative feelings will go away because they are there. And then when I look at my client or, you know, these are always some kind of a vibrational uh, clocks in their uh, clogs in their energy field, uh, people call as aura. 
or in, inside of their body, like chakra and stuff like that. So when it's there, of course it will affect in your vibration, right? And then I was always, always like, okay, I'm monitoring how I'm feeling and I'm telling my client, you got to be aware of how you're feeling. You got to be aware of how you're feeling. And you can't just bypass like, oh, you know, I just going to paint my life to be just happy. So, you know, I, I thought that is really important. And then when I do the tarot card reading, right, one of my uh, favorite card is Archangel Michael card. And then one of the cards says, be happy. And then the underneath of the card is saying, be happy right now, no matter what is going on. And then I used to think, okay, it's easy to say that to you because you are non-physical. And then even Akhtarian is saying something similar. I was like, it's easier to say that to you because you are, it was so long ago when you're physical. You don't know, and on top of that, you never born in earth, so you don't know what it is like to live here with a lot of um, different vibrations try to bring you down, you know? <laughs> and then I think three months ago, I decided to be happy. No matter what's going on, I decided to be happy while I'm still aware of how I'm feeling every single moment. So I can still feel through whatever the feeling comes up. And that is a practice I do recommend my client and I recommend you guys to do so. Um, of course, in order to do that, you have to pay attention to how you're feeling all the time, you know. But that is a really good practice and then you don't really have to focus on shadow work like 100% because that's, trust me, really depressing, okay? <laughs> because I thought if I concentrate on more, I can get rid of it right away because my motto is to transform myself and transform my client as soon as possible. So I thought if I focus on it, I can get rid of it. That's not how it works, you know? <laughs> so... You have to be really aware of how you're feeling right now. And then we are, that's how I used to describe to my friends who are very religious, you know. I tell them, God is the ocean. We are a drop of the ocean. So we are the children of God. And we, the difference between us and God is we're just a tiny, teeny drop and God is big ocean. And we are eventually going back to ocean, but each drops are extremely unique. So some of drops are muddy, dirty water, you know, and then we look down on those people who are like not so spiritual or we tell them, oh my God, they are like, dark side of people or belong to dark side organization we are all drop of the ocean we are all of us all of us human or not non-human we are all the children of god so we are same water it's just the clarity of water is different and the color of the water or whatever the consistency of the water is different that's what makes us so unique. And that's how we can celebrate and cherish each other instead of attacking the other one because that is not ascension. Fighting with darkness, I'm not talking about darkness within you, I'm talking about dark side. That is not ascension. Ascension is we ascend together that is ascension and then my my timeline tonya's timeline we are finding dark side and the light side
Yeah, a hundred percent. And I don't know if you stopped if talking or if you got cut off there that last second, but the it's true. You know, I mean, that is the thing. It is not, um, it's not, I find a lot of people talk about it. Like it's a battle, right? A battle between the dark and the light and kind of like star Wars and yes and no. I mean, it's kind of like, um, there is again, the, the shadow aspect within, but at the same time, we have to understand that that is something like Erica said, you know, shadow work, I find, and I agree, Erica, with, with shadow work sometimes causing you to be down that rabbit hole and you can't get out of like the dark emotions. But um, I think for people who are very new to their spiritual journey, it's important to take a look at those things they need to heal within. But I think 100% it's key to understand that it's not about staying in those emotions. It's about transmuting those emotions. It's about recognizing them, seeing them for what they are, witnessing them and alchemizing them, alchemizing those emotions and transmitting that vibration to higher vibration. Much like Erica saying, you know, choosing to be happy. Happiness is a choice and you can work through that stuff. And I don't recommend doing shadow work deeply all the time. I think it has a time and place, but you can have lower vibrational emotions or I shouldn't say lower vibrational, but they feel negative. Like I know there's the emotional scale of frequency, but the ones that are closer to the bottom, you know, guilt, shame, regret, anger, those emotions, you can sit with those for a minute, feel them for as long as you need to feel them and transmute them, transmute that energy give it love and light and transmute it into higher vibrational energy. And then you just integrate it. And it's very different from sitting and doing shadow work all day and all night, my shadow, my shadow, my shadow, you know, because um, you do want to be able to transmute that. You do want to be able to integrate that and bring that in, recognizing it's part of yourself and integrate it and love it and allow yourself to be in an elevated state of vibration because everything is vibration. Like Erica was saying, every single thing is vibration and paying attention to how you feel is of paramount importance. So when you are in the energy of love and in the energy of joy, you will manifest things to you so quickly, so quickly, because that emotional vibration is just constantly putting out what do you, what do you want? You know, what, what desires do you have? The universe will bring you more to be in love with. The universe will bring you more to have joy about these, even little things that you haven't even been to. But when you're sitting in emotions like depression, sadness, grief, you know, if you allow yourself to sit there for a very long time without transmuting that, you can start, you know, bringing negative experiences to yourself. And I really do believe that suffering has a purpose. I think it has a purpose to sh to push us towards the light. And I think what happens is people get in a state of suffering and they get to a point kind of like where they almost have to cry out to God because they are so miserable, right? That they start seeking. I believe that there's a lot of purpose in suffering for that reason. So for those who have gotten to that place where they're seeking, where they have started seeking out the divine. And I really believe if you sincerely seek the divine that you can have that awakening experience. I think, um, especially now as we're going through the great awakening and we are in this age of ascension and the new earth is coming up and all of these things, these are important to recognize, you know, where you're at vibrationally. It's really important. And with regards to the timeline, you know, by choosing those higher level emotions, by choosing self-love, by continually working on that. And it's a practice. It's a practice. You have to continue to work at it, you know, because you're not going to stay high vibration all the time. You know, it's a, it's a continued practice. So you can, it's a spiritual practice. So we'll be talking about some spiritual practices for cultivating love, but I want to talk about a little bit about soul connection and, um, exploring soul connections in relationships. So, you know, I talk a lot about soulmates and twin flames. Um, and there is such a thing as divine timing, but I believe you are divine timing. I believe you are the divine timing that I think there's right timing, but I think as far as divine timing goes, it's when you, your soul is ready. 
Like when you've gotten to that place where you've explored the concept of soul connection, you're understanding the dynamics of karmic relationships. You're understanding your role in self-love and your patterns and behaviors that aren't healthy. And you can navigate through divine timing and trust the journey of meeting and manifesting a soul connection when you are connected. You have to be connected and you have to be, like I said, it's a practice and spending that presence and time with spirit, I think is key. So I know Eric and I both channel, we talk to our guidance all day long. You know, we will sit and have conversations on a regular basis, you know, like, what do I need to do here? What's next? And, and spirit will be talking and, and you can do this too. It just takes a little bit of practice and a willingness, right? To connect. And I believe it starts with meditation. You know, you sit and meditate and you get quiet and you learn to listen because um, prayer is asking and, and having that conversation. But I believe meditation is listening. And I think you learn to listen to spirit and it's something that you can do. So spiritual practices for cultivating, this is self-love as well as love in your relationships. Mindfulness and presence. It's so important for nurturing love and connection, not just with other people, but with yourself, your own soul, and with the divine. Cultivating gratitude and appreciation. Again, not just of yourself, but of your partner. And then there are rituals. There's prayer. There's meditation to enhance love, harmony, and spiritual connection. All of these things are spiritual practices that you should be doing on a regular basis. Gratitude practice is so great to help call more in to be grateful for. Plus, it just puts you in such a high vibrational state. So when you're feeling low and you're not feeling well and you want to feel happy, cultivating gratitude and appreciation just for where you're at, what you have, where you're going, what's coming, is a beautiful way to raise your vibration. Um, same thing with prayer. I pray constantly. Rituals are great too. You know, different rituals to enhance love, whether it's a love ritual, um, a ritual that you use to connect to spirit. Um, these things are beautiful ways to cultivate love within yourself with the divine and then to call in that relationship you desire or to cultivate love in the relationship you already have. So, I mean, moving through this, I think it's, it's something that um, we need to really pay attention to, especially if you're desiring to manifest love in your life. I think so many people are so focused on the do's and the practical aspects of manifesting. They don't look at the deeper inner picture. Like they're really quick to be like, okay, I have to focus on my desire, call it in, act as if, you know, all of the Abraham Hicks stuff, which is great. I'm not knocking Abraham Hicks. I love Abraham Hicks. I think it's a great entry level to spirituality. Um, however, when you go deeper, um, like I said, you, you cannot do the spiritual bypassing. You cannot do some of that stuff and you have to move through that and, and really work on cultivating your own spiritual practice. And I think it's really super important. Erica, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So sorry guys. I, <laughs> my phone died. So we're all drop, drop the ocean, you know? So this is why it is very important to cultivate our relationship because each water is children of big ocean. So what the other water, you know, if you guys know about Dr. Emoto um, experiment, right? Water will, their um, formation of the water changes depends on what kind of water you say to the water because each word has the frequency and has a influence to influence toward the water, which is same thing to us. So how we are treating each other and how we treat other people because our body is consists of 70% of the water. And besides that, you know, we are really a drop of the ocean from the creator. So how we are treating ourselves, how we are treating other people, that's it. even how we are treating other people. So we call the dark side of people. That's how we are treating ourselves because basically we are all water. We're all same thing. So that's how important it is to looking at each other instead of how different we are, how same we are. Doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you can at least find 1% of a commonality. Even though you don't choose to do something, whatever, so-called bad thing, 
if you are in this person's position, you might might have, right? We can't really judge other people's unless we live in their life, right? So spiritual, um, our guide, especially on earth, earth is a playground of relationship. Especially a lot of people who haven't uh, spiritually awakened, people go through karmic relationships. Because if people are not really into doing meditation, people are not really into looking within themselves, people think like being spiritual is stupid, you know. And they kind of go to church or whatever their organization, but they're just going for the sake of going, right? Not really practicing self-love, not really practicing your brother and sisters as you are loving yourself. If you're not really practicing that, our higher self, our guide, our spiritual team, of course, we already made this plan up to intermingle with other people. You know, when I do uh, Akashic Record reading, I do read a lot of relationship among people for my client, right? And then we can find out what kind of nature of the relationship they made a contract with. So a lot of people are having karmic challenging relationship because going through that kind of relationship, people will grow without practicing spirituality because people some people are not like thinking this is that important to be spirituality right grow grow yourself like some people think like self-development is something for losers you know some people look at that way but if some people are looking at that way you know um this person has to go through their growth through their relationship difficult relationship because that's how you grow and earth is a, such a playground of karmic relationships a lot of difficult relationships are based on karmic contract not soulmate not a twin flame people think oh my god there's so many twin flames out there no twin flames are probably one percent of our entire humanity maybe one percent of among the light walker could be five my guy is saying five percent of light walkers or all those spiritual folks right awakened folks so it's not many but we can all strive ourselves to have soulmate relationship there's nothing um wrong with having soulmate relationship it's not soulmate relationship is less than twin flame relationship it's it's a different soul contract soulmate twin flames we're all our uh, soul family in a big picture it's just what contract you decided to have with a particular soul and how we describe it on the earth term there's no such a word soulmate or twin flame when we go outside of earth we have to put the label and name on everything so that's how we call it so people can understand what we are talking about when we go outside of earth our language is vibration so we don't really need a word to describe what this is everybody understand what it is without saying okay so relationship is such an important practice on earth and the playground because humanity, the original humanity, which is Lemurians, were created based on Pleiadian DNAs. And Pleiades, it was a um, planet, went through their ascension to 5D through relationship, through love. Uh, we are like 4D earth we are going toward the 5d so we are learning love more and more not just a romantic relationship but love one another love ourselves love other people we think we are so different in race religion or we call those people as a dark side of people how to love one another even though the other person is not loving us it's about christ consciousness and uh, this is why it is very important and how relationship is connected with spirituality 
And I, I do um, help out my client to reawaken passion in and out of bedroom. But, you know, I used to focusing on twin flame client. And then the reason why, you know, uh, me, Tonya is a soulmate manifestation queen. And we are focusing on relationship because relationship is based on everything. And that's how we can reach out people. And even relationship at the work, how you treat your people as a leader in the business setting. That's a relationship. And this is based on everything because there are two types of leader we have. You know, some leader who are asshole, he has a big dream, he might have billions, but everybody hates his dictatorship. We have that kind of leader. Or the other kind of leader, everybody loves to be around him because it's not that he decided to become a leader. People decided to make him or her as a leader because he or she knows how to lead people. And then find greatness within you and other people and bring you up toward the next level. There are two kinds of leaders. And that's the kind of thing I'm passionate about to work with because that's the direction my guide is guiding me to go to, to work with that kind of people, right? But everything is a relationship. Everything is based on relationship because earth structure, how we are going to ascend is similar to how Pleiadians ascended to 5D through love. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying, how everything is relationship. And you go back to any text, any religious text, you look at the teachings of Jesus, you look at the teachings of Buddha, uh, Muhammad, they all say the same thing. Loving one another as you love yourself, treating your brother as you would treat yourself. It's that golden rule, right? And it's because we are each other. We are our brothers and sisters. We are all one. So as we're moving towards Christ consciousness and understanding that as you're looking in the world and you're seeing some of the negative stuff going on and you're seeing the stuff that you don't agree with and the, you know, the things that are really horrible in the world. One way that really helped me understand that and not judge it because we shouldn't be judging it. Those are our brothers and sisters, just as we are. They may be misguided, you know, they may be stuck in the service to self, but when you look at the separation of the two options of what we had when we came to earth to make the choice, service to self or service to others, both are valid in the eyes of the creator. Both paths are valid. So that means the negative path is still valid in the eyes of the creator. And those people are no less our brothers and sisters. They are no less part of source than we are. So to sit there and look at people and be like, I can't believe we've got like these people murdering people and things like that. One thing I, I loved that um, Byron Katie said, she was, I think it was Byron Katie. It was either Byron Katie or Brene Brown. I think it was Byron Katie. But she was talking about how when people are so stuck in the ego and they're not spiritually awakened and they cannot help but act out the instructions of the ego. So her her thing that she said was that the murderer can't help but murder. Like that is his only option because that is all he knows. We don't know his life path. We don't know how they grew up. We don't know what kind of abuse they endured. We don't know because if they have, they're stuck in their ego mind and they have not had that awareness where they can drop into their soul and their heart and they're stuck in the ego all the time, they can't help but do the things they're doing. And the, the Course in Miracles talks about it as being insane, that we can't judge them for being horrible, bad people because they're insane, because they're doing insane things and they can't help it, right? And, and it's one of those things where we have to love them where they're at anyway. And one of the hardest things I had to find for my own spiritual growth was letting go of judgment of others. I found that I was super critical in a lot of areas when I would look at um, things being done in the world and, you know, like the child sex trafficking and stuff like that. It's hard not to judge that. It's hard. 
it's hard as a human not to look at that and judge that and be like, oh my God, those people need to burn in hell. Okay, well, those people also don't know any different. They don't know that what they're doing is wrong. They don't realize, and they're doing something that they think is going to make them happy, as twisted as that is, but they're pursuing what they think is going to make them happy. And and we see it as a perversion, right? As a disgusting perversion. However, those people are just in the dark. They are in the dark and they are not aware of their own spiritual nature. So therefore they are acting out their life path based on their own traumas, wounds, and scars. So they can't help it. So to judge them is not doing us any favors. We need to be in a place of love. We need to be in Christ consciousness, the awareness of we are all one. We are all in unity and to love them, to pray for them, to honor the, the best we can their soul and their soul's journey because their soul knew what they would be doing when they got here. A lot of these things are contractual. Like Erica said, a lot of these relationships are karmic. A lot, I mean, those big experiences, those big negative experiences, like when somebody comes into incarnation and is murdered, their soul knew that they were going to be murdered. So it was planned before they got here. And they volunteered to come here. A lot of times people will have these experiences and be a victim of murder or rape or some kind of atrocity in order to bring light to the situation so other people open up and awaken. Because when you are looking at all the travesty, people awaken because of that stuff. They look at it and they're like, oh my God. And then their soul might choose to awaken them in that moment because they had an experience, you know, because a mother had an experience with having her child murdered. Maybe she's awake now. These are all things that were agreed upon. So we can't look on that and be like, Oh, you know, like the standard reply, these people need to burn in hell, which so many people are like, Oh, they're going to hell. No, they're not because there is no hell. The hell is only on earth and it's our psychological suffering. We create our own hell. So there is no separate place that people are going to, right? It's a vibrational state. So it's just a matter of what level of consciousness they're at. And we are moving towards Christ's consciousness. So all of this stuff is going to go away. All of this polarity is going to go away because we are ascending and that can't come with us. We are entering love, Christ-centered consciousness, heart-centered consciousness. That will go away. And so when we're looking at this and we're looking at how do we balance our own individual spiritual path? How do we come into sacred union with ourselves and then with our sacred union partner that we desire? And I think a lot of this is like looking at yourself. You've got to be self-aware. Where do you struggle? Where are you in judgment? Where can you be more loving with yourself? Where can you be more loving with others? And having that vibration of love, honoring and supporting supporting the individual spiritual growth within our partnership, within our person that we're with, you know, like a good example. My husband isn't really spiritually awake, but he has awareness conversations with me, but I can honor him where he's at and support him on his own individual path without trying to force him into a mold. Right? So balancing our own personal practices and shared spiritual experiences, you know, you can have a spiritual experience and not be hundred percent awake. So honoring that in the collective, honoring that in other people, embracing the synergy of two spiritual journeys in a loving union. You can do that. And all relationship could be applied to this, right? So your relationship with your family, your spouse, your children, your friends, your coworkers, all of it is relationship. And yes, manifesting love and manifesting the love of your life and that partnership that you desire as far as like a romantic partnership all begins with doing all of these things. When you want to manifest that kind of deep connection, it starts with, like I said, it starts with self-love and it starts with loving others and really embodying love vibration. And we do that through our connection with the divine and through doing these practices. So it can be challenging, right? Spiritual growth is challenging. And when we can view the challenge as opportunities for growth and transformation, that is when we could really get the most out of it. That's when we grow. That's when we evolve. That's when we raise our vibration. We elevate our consciousness because we are here to expand our consciousness. That is why we are here. And we do it through relationships, just like Erica said. So, you know, we, we think we are all human beings, you know, but we are not. Um, we have these meat suits 
So we all look like a human, uh, regardless of skin color. So we think, okay, we are all human. We are born here. Uh, we have all same experience as Earth, as a human being, right? That's not true. Earth is a planet. Um, the creator gave permission to Pleiadians and the others to create prototype of humanity. And the others came without permission and decided to create their own types. But long story short, we have a lot of different kind of souls from a lot of different kind of planet, from a lot of different kind of dimensional experience and a lot of different kind of maturity of soul, which is very unique. That makes us and the earth very weak, uh, very unique because other planet, we exist in each different vibrational frequency like, you know, 7D or 6D or 5D, but we are very similar. We are very similar. We don't have a different kind of frequency beings live with us in a planet. Like when we look at the other planet, yeah, they're Actarians, Palladians, but same dimensional frequency level. So even though we look different, we can communicate in the same language. I mean, people don't communicate, they telepathically communicate. But, you know, that's how it is. Earth, we have, we, we have so many different kinds of souls. Uh, new souls never born into any other planet, but coming directly from Creator, the Central Sun, or um, the souls um, kind of like, accustomed into 3D and then, you know, sort of dense, dense kind of planet, uh, loves to fight, loves to put the hierarchical uh, lungs and then domination and all those kind of things we are familiar in Earth, that kind of souls. And then we do have a, how we call ourselves as a light worker or, um, way shower or starseed, we come from a higher uh, level of frequency um, places, 5D, 6D, 7D, 8D, so on. So all of the different kind of souls are gathered up in earth, wearing human body meat. And some of the, a lot of people are domestic people, never, never born any other planet, just earth. Right? So we have all different kinds of souls with all different kinds of maturity levels. And we decided to ascend together, which is, I think, I personally think that is a huge experiment and the most challenging and exciting experiment ever happened any other place but just Earth. This is why all of the uh, galactic beings are focusing on Earth and observing what's going to happen. Of course, we are sending. That's what's going to happen. But <laughs> this is why it is um, very important for us to embrace ourselves, the Christ consciousness, to love one another, even though we are very different kind of souls and the maturity level. And of course, sometimes high-frequency um, beings do have experience on the parallel universe or parallel reality as born into the dark side of the family, right? One of the regression I personally got from my colleague, I remember that uh, I was born into uh, this particular family in the South and then people practicing, you know, satanic ritual thing. And then I was five years old boy and then I was eyewitnessing the freaking out. And then I didn't really go through further scenes, but that was shocking enough for me, right? Up to that um, regression experience of myself, just like Tony, I, I, was, I was very like, you know, um, against the dark side because I love children. So, you know, it, it breaks my heart. And then I was part of that family in that particular paleo reality. And then I was like, oh my God. And then 
I kind of realize unless you are going through that experience, you don't really know what these people are going through. You don't know that level of trauma, level of environment people are going through. You don't know that. So we can't really judge anyone unless you lived through it, then you can probably say something, but no of us do. We only know our lives. So it is very important to embrace Christ consciousness to love one another. You know, and then sometimes my guide are saying, you never know all, all these so you call as a dark side of people. They might come from a very high frequency uh, world and they decided to go through this so they can grow more. They have more understanding of something totally opposite from what they know of. They know light side. They know high frequency world. They have no idea, never experienced that kind of life before as a soul. So earth is a playground, so they decided to do so. And some of them are that. So when we are all ascending, and then tomorrow, those people who we are saying, oh my God, these people are secret society, yada, yada, yada. Tomorrow, these people might wake up all sudden spiritually and then remember who they are and then become maybe higher frequency being than we are at. You know, that's what my guide told me. You can't just judge anybody and you can't just look down other people as if, oh my God, I'm this much spiritually awakened and these are dark side people and I'm going to look them down. Really? I mean, that's not ascension. That's a stopping ascension. And then me and the Tonya's uh, timeline, time we are all ascending timeline. Of course, people who choose to fight with darkness, they are in that timeline. I'm not in that timeline. When I meet with those people, I decided to stay myself as, as far away from possible because I don't like the vibration of hostility. That's not a vibration of love. And then the frequency is very low vibration, you know? And then it doesn't make me feel good. So people who feel that way they're entitled to go through that timeline but you know to be 100 percent honest with you guys if you choose to go through that timeline that timeline is not ascension or much much longer past to the ascension maybe it takes another 30 40 years to get to in this track me and the tonya's track the fast track because fast track is to embrace everyone and love one another and uh, um, practice Christ consciousness toward everyone because we are all drops of ocean, all of us. Absolutely, beautifully said. I could not agree more. Um, and that's so true. And, and that's just, just a little caveat too. Um, for those people who have chosen the dark path, for those people who've chosen service to self, that is not going to last for forever, right? Even if they chose that path and they're choosing, choosing a different timeline and they're not choosing to ascend with us and they're going to stay on their own service to self. These beings, for the experience of it, um, just like Erica said, could be high vibrational beings who've never had polarity as an experience and they're choosing polarity now. And that's okay. Like I said, that path is just as valid in the eyes of the creator. But the thing is they can only polarize so far. Like they can only polarize themselves in the negative up to, I think it's six density consciousness because once they get to the place where they cannot polarize any further, the only option is for them to become a higher self to help someone else. And that completely depolarizes them. So they automatically will switch to the light. So even the beings that you look at, they call demons and the dark side and the dark and the dark energies, those beings can only be dark for so long. They can't stay there. You know, once they reach that polarization where they cannot polarize to the negative any further, they have to revert to the light. 
and the service to others. So it's not, there's an end date to all that stuff, right? It's not eternal. The dark isn't something that people are like, oh my God, it's this battle between dark and light. It, you know, like, oh, the, what if the dark wins? No, the dark will never win because they can only get so far in polarity. And then eventually they will have to revert to service to others, which is the path of light. So like I said, the darkness is only there as a kind of a, um, a point so that source can see what it is not, right? It is like, you have to have dark before, you have to have black before you know what white is. And that's what the dark is there for. But it's not there because God created it. Like, it's not like people think like, oh God, how could God create the darkness? God didn't. It was part of the experiment of earth. The polarity that came on earth is because of the fact that we forgot that we were spiritual beings. The veil of forgetting was part of the experiment. And for God to know itself, it had to know what it was outside of knowing it was God. So that is why we are here and you have people choosing a path of self and path of service to others. And that's part of why there's been so much polarity on this planet since the beginning of humanity. And as we're moving through this and as we're ascending, that is falling away because the planet's like, yeah, we don't want this anymore. We don't want the polarity anymore. We want, we want Christ consciousness. And that is part of the consciousness of earth. Earth has already ascended to fourth density consciousness. So, you know, and the consciousness of the planets are, are playing in this as well, you know? So it's not to be looked at as like, oh, it's this horrible, bad thing. Yes, there are horrible, bad things happening, but it's not the end result, right? The end result is all going to be eventually, maybe in billions of years, those people will turn back to the light, but they will eventually, right? Eventually they will. That is a given. It's absolutely guaranteed that that's going to happen. So we are losing polarity on earth. We are all moving towards Christ consciousness. So keeping that in your heart, keeping love for all humanity, for all beings, the best you can, and constantly asking your soul to help you. I ask spirit to help me with this all the time because my human gets in the way. My human ego gets in the way sometimes, and I have to check myself, you know, my spiritual ego will be like, oh, well, you know, judging. No, I have to constantly be aware of my thoughts and constantly be checking myself. Otherwise you go down that road. And that's a practice. That's part of spiritual practice is being aware of your thoughts, being aware of your, um, you know, what is going on in your mind, being aware of your emotions, being aware of your vibration. So again, just kind of bringing this home as we wrap things up, you need to be applying spiritual principles and navigating these conflicts and obstacles that we're experiencing in, as human beings, knowing that we're heading for Christ consciousness, that we need to embrace that. And that yes, there are beings here of high frequency and vibration who are the way showers, the leaders, who are helping anchor in high vibration. There are children being born that are anchoring in high vibration. Um, this all is a part of the plan, right? It's all part of this timeline as we move through ascension. So manifesting love starts with you. It starts with you. It starts with healing, forgiveness, and growth as catalysts for deepening love and spiritual connection for other people and that relationship to others. And that is how you manifest love in your life. It's not just the individual relationship with a partner. Of course, that is a huge portion of what I do and what this podcast was about. However, like I said, and like Erica was bringing up, it is about the spiritual connection and love for all of humanity, for all beings on this planet and embracing Christ consciousness. That is what is leading us to our evolution as we evolve in our consciousness and growth. So if you're looking to manifest love, that is where you need to start. You start with self-love, you, self, you start with love for others. And as you cultivate that awareness and grow and you move through, apply the, uh, use the spiritual principles in navigating these issues with, with people in your life and keep working on healing, forgiveness and love and growth. And you will be amazed at what starts showing up in your life. So that's kind of like where I want to leave things. I don't know if you, Erica, you have any closing thoughts or anything else you want to say about um, the spiritual journey with relationship? Yeah. So the simplest way of practice of love is, of course, relationship and then romantic relationship because everyone on earth, unless you decided to be alone, unless to be alive, we do love one another in personal level, right? That's how we can grow. And then ascension to simply to put is going back to the creator and there was nothing 
before creator. Creator is the creator of energy existed before anything. So everything will eventually going back to the creator. That's what ascension is. So this is why it is very important for us to embrace Christ consciousness and embrace differences between different groups or different souls or different development of the soul maturity or everything. And this is why it is important for us to harness the power of spirituality because that's how we are practicing love. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you so much, Erica. And thank you so much for being here and for being a part of this conversation. Um, we would love to invite you back next week. We do this every Wednesday at noon Eastern. Um, it'll be in Erica's, uh, club the love and ascension and we have um, different topics around spirituality ascension and relationships so we would love to welcome you back and um, we hope you have a great day sorry i'm coughing <laughs> excuse me marsada we would love for you to check out the replay if you're interested in my love um it should be posted up later today we've been going for about an hour and 10 minutes so we're wrapping things up but um, we would love to invite you back. So Erica, thanks so much. Have an awesome day. And we're going to wrap and we'll close the room down. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be back next week. See you guys next week. Bye.